đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to this week's episode of Team Cat Home My Radio. Today, I apologize, it's a little late. It's a little late because I overslept because I'm very, I was, I'm very exhausted today. So, I'm be, I'm overslept, but I'm here, and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be talking more. And we're back at school now, so we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff. But I don't know. Hopefully, it's not too much work because. Cause I want to split time between doing my podcast and my homework from my class, of course. And next week will be our f- our first episode for our radio show. Like I said, hopefully you guys can hopefully you guys can at least try to save some time and save time for my show as well. And hopefully to see you guys there. And let's get into the news. So, three more Hong Kongers detained overseas, official says, amidst reports of COVID rules blocking one alleged victim's return. <laughs> Hong Kong authorities have received reports of an additional three residents who allegedly fell victim to a trafficker and were being held overseas, an official has said. The news came out as local media reported that one Hong Konger who fell prey to a false job ad was. <laughs> was stopped from returning to the city because he did not have a quarantine hotel booking. <laughs> Speaking on RTHK on Friday morning, the Undersecretary for Security, Michael Took, said the security received more than more more than received three more calls for help on Thursday. One alleged victim was believed to be in Thailand, whereas the other two were in Th- were in Cambodia. Although the exact location has not known yet. So it said the freedom was restricted, but they were safe. A number of Hong Kongers have felt uh, fallen for a job scams and been detained in Southeast Asian countries in recent months, if whom are miss are still missing in Myanmar. <laughs> Meanwhile, local media report that a man allegedly lured lured to Thailand by false job ads was unable to leave the country because of COVID nineteen because of Hong Kong's COVID-related border restrictions. <laughs> the father of the victims told Hong Kong One and Ming Pao that his son had f- flown to Thailand in July by himself after seeing, after seeing online job postings but regret his move shortly after his after arrival. <laughs> the son then bought a currency flight but was unable to board the plane because he was because he was not because he he had not booked a designated quarantine hotels in Hong Kong. <laughs> the father said he called the Department of Health to ask for exemptions, but had to, been told that the cases was a police matter. What douchebags. The father said that the family had reported the case to police earlier. <laughs> After being stranded in, the, in a Bangkok airport for a few days, the son was eventually captured by an alleged gang's 
gangs of scammers and taken to Myanmar where he remains. <laughs> when asked about about the case on Friday on Friday on Friday's radio program, Chuck said the authorities hope to contact the alleged victim. Until now, I have not received news of of a case in, of this nature, he said. <laughs> the official said authorities would help with the quarantine arrangements for any Hong Kongers trapped overseas. In fact, among those who have successfully returned to Hong Kong, some have stayed in the quarantine facilities, especially arranged by us, he said. Chuck <laughs> told reporters on, thir- on Thursday afternoon that authorities have been able have been able to confirm the safety of 12 victims, 10 of whom have already returned to the city. <laughs> Lawmakers from Hong Kong's largest probate party, the DEB, are set to visit Thailand and other Southeast Asian countries in September amidst an increase in reports of traffic of trafficking scams being paid for on Friday. <laughs> the party's vice chairman, Chun Yong, told the newspaper Newspaper that they might be able to better understand the situation and raise the issue with Chinese em- with the Chinese embassy there. <laughs> we'll see if they're gonna do anything, but I guess they're too busy doing stuff what po- probation would want to do instead. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I report this already. Nine Hong Kong protesters jailed up to four years and four months over 2019 Sim Choi riot. A Hong Kong's court had been had jailed nine protesters for up to four years and four months after they were convicted of rioting in one of the city's main shopping districts during the 2019 anti-extradition bill unrest. District Judge Lily Wong on Friday sentenced nine defendants ages between 17 and 30 for rioting in Jim Sachoy on August 11, 2019. One of the defendants, 25-year-old Law Hongmeng, was found guilty of possessing an ammunition without a license after he was found with nine used tear gas rounds on on his person. <laughs> on that day, up to thousands of protesters gathered illegally around Austin Road and Humphrey and Humphrey Avenue, where they blocked roads and the entrances of the Tim Chatoy Division Police Station, hurled petrol bombs and other objects, shot insults at the police, and shown laser pointers at the police stations, the judge said. <laughs> when handing down the sentences, Wong said the seriousness of the offenses committed should not be determined solely by the defense actions, but also how they assisted the behaviors of the rioting group. The accused in the case worked together with, the, with other protesters to resist police officers, he said. <laughs> the defendants came prepared when they, when they took part in an illicit gathering. Wong said, pointing point to all the all black attire, they also brought protest gear, the judge said, including face masks, respirators, and filters, as well as a separate set of clothes, which the court says was for them to change into, into after joining the illegal gathering. This gear made them more bold, allowing them to take part in the riot more presumptuously, uh, Wong said. The scope of the riot was not small, and it caused major public nuance, nuisance, the judge said. Some protesters threw tear gas back at the police, an act Wong described as an showing that they have no regard for law and order. What made the current case serious was the behavior of the protesters, 
which amounted to attacking the rule of law, she added. <laughs> it was only by luck that no one else got injured, the judge said, citing a police officer who su suffered burns after he was hit by after he was at, he was hit by a patrol bomb. <laughs> petrol bomb. The judge described the defendant as Kate Lee, 30 years old, Nip Kapal, 27 years old, as playing a more proactive role in, in the riot than the other accused, saying the two stayed at the scene for a relatively long period. The starting point of their sentences was four years and eight months, the heaviest amongst all defendants, but the pair received a, a discount for pleading guilty to the riot charge. Nip was ordered to serve 42 months behind bars, <laughs> while Lee's prison term was further reduced to 40 months after Wong gave the defense a, discre a discretionary discount for her charity work. <laughs> defendants Liu Weiming, 25 years old, Chong Ga Hao, 27, um, Wong Ting Pao, 24, La Ho Sing, 21, and Pun Kong. Poon Kun Hong, 28 years old, received four years and two months of jail time. <laughs> the judge said they were all adults when they, com when they committed the offenses, and thus sentencing them to time behind bars was the only option. They did not receive any sentencing discount as they pled not guilty to a charge. <laughs> the court did not accept other mediation reasons, including the impact of a jail sentence on the defense families. Wong said the accused should have to have considered the consequences of their actions before in before committing the offenses. <laughs> Wong previously rejected a request from Lo's lawyer, who asked the court to seek a report to consider whether the defendant was suitable for sentencing to a detention center. The judge said the alternative punishment could not could not reflect the seriousness of the offenses. Law, who was convicted of two charges, received four years and four months of jail time, the longest amongst, longest amongst the group. The judge accepted the defense suggestions and sentenced, and sentenced the only minor defendant, defendant who was 14 at the time of the offense, to a training center where he would spend at least six months receiving rehabilitation. Social worker Xiu Jinghei was the only defendant who was acquitted of the riot charge of the, of the riot charge in July. The case originally involved other def another defendant, Lao Lao Man, but the prosecution revealed in January that he already left Hong Kong and he did not attend the hearings linked to the case. I don't know I don't know about you, but it sounds pretty gnarly what the Hong Kong government's doing. Because you got understand something. Why are there be are, are pushing to the rank them rioting or pushing the rank to destroying things? <laughs> it's because of the system that they they living in. They can't deal with it. I gotta be honest, you can't deal with that kind of crap. Because <laughs> cause once that happens, it's already bad enough. So why even push further anyway? <laughs> and moving on. We we usually don't talk much about Singapore here anyway, but Singapore to to repeal bans on gay sex, but stop short of full marriage equality, meaning no it means no same sex marriage. <laughs> Not yet. I don't know they're gonna do it, but I don't know if they're gonna do it. 
but we'll see. Singapore's Prime Minister Lee Sin Long announced Sunday that the country will repeal a colonial era law criminalizing gay sex. <laughs> Though he maintained that the government will continue to uphold marriages as being between a man and a woman. That's fine. Did you get rid of it? That's fine. <laughs> Inherited from the British colonial era, Section 377A of Singapore's Penal Code penalizes sex between a man with up to two years in jail. <laughs> You may sound that sounds less. You don't want to be in jail in Singapore. It's not gonna be great. Gay rights campaigners have long have long said their law runs afoul of the affluent city state, increasingly modern and vibrant culture, and mount two unsuccessful legal challenges. During a major policy speech Sunday, Lee said attitudes have shifted since 15 years ago, when the government did decide decided the law should remain although it hadn't been as act- actively enforced. Gay people, gay people are now better accepted, better accepted locally, especially much younger Singaporeans, he said. <laughs> it is time to ask ourselves to get the fundamental questions. Should sex between men and private be a criminal offense, he said? <laughs> the government will repeal Section 377A and decriminalizes sex between men. I believe this is the right thing to do and something and something that most Singaporeans will accept. He added that this will bring the law into line with the current social mores and I hope provide some relief to gay Singaporeans. However, the repeal of section 377A stops short of full marriage equality. Lisa, the government recognizes the most important Singaporeans do not want the do do not do not want the repeal to trigger a drastic ch- shift in our societal norms across the board, including how marriages is defined in this how, and how it is taught in school. Hence, even as we repeal Section three seventy three seventy seven A, we will uphold and safeguard the institutions of marriage. He said. He stressed that under the law, only marriages between between one man and one woman are recognized in Singapore. The guns will also amend amend Singapore's constitution to keep this definition uh, definition of marriages from being from being challenged constitutionally in the courts. He added, <laughs> the first attempt to overturn the law was rejected in 2014. The court of appeals dismissed the second challenges last February. Ahead of Lee's speech, an alliance of Protestant church, churches and Singapore have warned Friday against removing the law. It that was a maker for many social and moral consideration. <laughs> Repealing the law without safeguards facilitates the progress of brand intolerance and aggressive LGBT activism, which seeks to impose its ideology upon Singapore society, the line said. Especially relief over the government's decision after Lee's, Lee's speech Sunday, gay rights campaigners called the repeal of of Section 377A the first step on a long road towards full equality for the LGBT people in Singapore. But the true impact of the repeal will be determined on how the people of Singapore respond to it and treat and treat her in the days and months to come. They said in joint, they said in joint 
statement signed by more than 20 groups. <laughs> they also aim. They also took aim at the government's plans to enshrine, to enshrine the definition of marriage between a man and a woman into the Singapore Constitution, heeding calls from the city's state religious conservatives. Any moves by the government to introduce further legislations or constitutional amendments that signals the LGBTQ plus people as unequal citizens is disappointing, they said. Such a decision will undermine the secular characters of our constitution, codify, codify further discrimination into supreme law, and tie the hands of future parliaments. <laughs> In 2018, India's Supreme Court decriminalizes gay sex by overturning legislation from its own period, from its own period during British rule. A decision that spurred campaigners in Singapore to renew their efforts to to challenge the law. The the following year, Taiwan took the unprecedented decision in May to legalize same-sex marriage, became the first place in Asia to do so. <laughs> so for them, they do it. They do a very smart job, by the way. That's what we want. That's everybody screaming for that. We need that. <laughs> At least in Taiwan. Six Hong Kong activists, including Biners, pled guilty to national security charges. Six members of Hong Kong's political group, return, returning valent, had pled guilty to a charge of conspiring to incite subversion. <coughs> the case marked the first time that Miners had pled guilty under the national security law. Four defendants Four of the defendants ages under 18. <laughs> Defense Yun Kahim, 6, 17. Wan Chun Wai, 6, 16. Long Yun Wan, 17. Chris Chan, 20, 26. Chen Chao Qingyu, 17. And Guo Man He, 19. Pled guilty to a charge of conspiracy to incite others to subvert state power at District Court on sa- on Saturday, Lugo may report. <laughs> a seventh defendant, 21-year-old Choi Winky, applied to enter his plea at a later date as he needed more time to review a revised version of the case summary. Designated National Security Judge Gold White King allows, allows him to do so on September 9th. Prosecutor Anthony Chow sent Return Valent, a pro-independence and self-proclaimed revolutionary group, was founded by Choi. Choi and Yuan, a student, were the group's spokesperson, while others were members. They were accused of organizing organizing street boops and press conferences, as well as using social media to spread seditious messages and incite others to subvert state power between January and May, May last year. The group stresses the importance of an arm an uprising during their news conferences or, me, or social media live streams. The persecution, the persecution said, according to to local media, Chow said the group had referenced the revolution in France and Ukraine in their promotional materials. <laughs> Members have also cited a speech made by late Chinese leader Mao Zedong, in which Mao said, "Revolution is a riot." Violent acts of one class overthrowing another child. Added. Similar content, content was found in um, returning vagrant social media page with a hashtag saying, It is our mission to liberate our city. The persecutors also cited other social media posts by the group, which said that 
return valence was made up of t of of tender of revolution. Some post was also laid out the blueprint of subverting the subverting the government. The the persecution said, according to a local media report, according to the chat history recovered from one of the activist phones, when they were when they were arrested, one of the group's members has said there is no law and order now, only tyranny left. So we must restore the law and order that belongs to us. The case summary also alleged that the pro-independence group rented an industrial unit in Chunsawan, where police found flags, promotion leaflets, and weapons, including air guns, magazines, ammunition, and batons. At least 14 members of the return valent had been arrested on or charged under the under the national security law since May last year. Five were apprehended on a suspicion of burglary of a secondary school in Zhengquanou and for being being in position of a sign calling for Hong Kong's independence. <laughs> July last year, National Security Police arrested nine suspects from the same group on suspicions of planning a terrorist act. Police raided, police raided a hostel in, in Chim Cha Choi where they found a small quantity of explosive and raw materials for making um, tricetone, um, triplicide, a highly unstable explosive. <laughs> Judge Kwok on Saturday ordered reports for the defendants who pled guilty to see whether an alternative such as, such as community services order, <laughs> rehabilitation center, or training center would be suitable before considering their, their sentences. The sentencing will be handed on September 9th, when Choi is set to enter his plea. <laughs> the maximum sentence can be handed down at the at the district court is seven, ye is seven years in prison under the Juvenile Offender Ordinance. Defendants ages 14 to 15 should not be given a prison sentence if they have if they can be dealt with in other, in any other ways. However, this may be super by the national security law, which stipulates that defendants may be may be handed up to ten years of jail time for serious offenses. Sun Chin Zhao, who's who's early granted bail, has his bail extended awaiting sentencing. The other continue to be reprimanded in prison. I mean, don't they have a heart for these guys? No, they don't. Cause like like if they care whatsoever. Because the their governments they really don't care. Right, and I think four more news to be lucky enough. Or three, Hong Kong activists returned to city after two years in mainland Chi in a mainland Chinese prison over Ronan speedboat escape bid. A Hong Kong a Hong Kong protester who was jailed in mainland China after a failed attempt to flee to Taiwan has returned to Hong Kong after completing her two-year prison term. <laughs> Quinn Moon. Was um, was among a group of twelve activists caught by the mainland Chinese Coast Guard in August 2020 when they tried to leave the city on a speedboat heading to Taiwan. They were arrested on suspicion of illegal border crossing. Most of them were on board. On most of them on most of those on board were on bail pending trial over protest related offenses, including rioting, arson, and making explosives. <laughs> Moon was found guilty in, in a mainland Chinese court 
of organizing an illegal border crossing and was sentenced to two years in prison in a provincial women's prison in Guangdong after spending four months in detention in Shenzhen. She was 33 when apprehended. She was handed over to Hong Kong police on Monday morning and reprimanded at the Tinshiwai police station, where she is expected to face arrest over an alleged bomb-making case from early 2020. Ten of the 12 Hong Kongers have already returned to the city. Only Tang Kaiying remains in prison, where he's serving a three-year sentencing for organizing the escape attempt. Other individuals on the speedboat, including activist Annie Lee, who was, un- who was then under investigation for an alleged conspiracy involving pro-democracy media tycoon Jamie Lai, to request foreign sanctions on Hong Kong and Chinese officials. <laughs> the mainland Chinese courts decided not to persecute teenager Liu Qimang and Huang Lamfu, who were sent back to Hong Kong on December 30, 2020. Eight er- Eight others were handed over to the Hong Kong authorities in in March this year. In March this year, after serving seven months in a mainland prison, <laughs> apart from Lee, who has been separate, who has been separately charged under the national security law, those who have returned to additional charges are perverting the courses of justice on top of their original protest-related charges. Six of them pled guilty to the new charges in July. <laughs> It's pretty sad to see this happening, you know, because we don't want this to, you know, get create a bad situation. It's kind of ridiculous when the Hong Kong government are doing this. You know that the Chinese court are very controversial. Hong Kong police arrest six over alleged Southeast Asian job scams as 37 cases were reported. That's nuts. Police have have arrested a have arrested six people over suspected job scams that have seen dozens of Hong Kongers allegedly trafficked to Southeast Asia. Sorry said on Monday sorry said on Monday that they have apprehended a twenty nine year old man for conspiracy to do fraud. Five people, three males and two two females, ages seventeen to fifty one, were arrested over the same charges on Sunday. Two of them two of the three males Ages 23 and 30 were suspected of being core members of a group behind the scams, while a 28-year-old female is believed to have published scams related posts on social media. Senior Superintendent of an Organized Crime and Triad Bureau, Tony Ho, told reports on Sunday. Reporters, reports of Hong Kong is failing for, uh, falling for employment scams in Southeast Asia had had made had made headlines in recent days following thousands of cases in Taiwan of people being lured by promises of lucrative employment overseas. Corey said authorities said the scams involve online posts or messages promising high paid jobs abroad that did not require the applicants to meet education or job experiences requirement. Which I found to be ridiculous, of course. Once there, once there, their passport are confiscated and they are made to engage in illegal work such as carrying out online fraud or investment scams. Because the whole scam operation is located overseas, there are certain difficulties for us to gather information and also to gather evidence to persecute or even to identify those suspects, Ho said. 
but we are using all platforms, including Interpol, to help us to know more to get to get more information and evidence against this deception operations. <laughs> the Immigration Department has set up a designated WhatsApp hotline on Saturday for victims of, or their family to request help. To date, authorities received calls for up for for help from thirty seven victims under Secretary for Security Michael Choke said on an RTHK program on Monday morning. <laughs> Among them, the freedom the freedoms of twenty three victims are restricted, including fourteen fourteen in Myanmar and nine in Cambodia, just that their safety was was not at great risk. <laughs> the remaining fourteen were were safe, with 11 already back in Hong Kong. Two willingly stayed abroad, while authorities were assisting with one person's return. Generally, all of, the, all of these cases involved employment scams posted on different social media platforms and messaging apps. The content is ambiguous, and it's unclear who the, import, the employer is, Chuck said, adding the that the jobs advertised involve involve working in industries such as gambling and real estate. <laughs> Authorities have stepped up education to inform members of the public about these scams, including putting up signs at bus stops for air for airport bound buses at the departure hall and the airports and in the immigration department personal de- document d- branch where passports are collected. <laughs> We hope Hong Kong people. We hope Hong Kong people can be more alerted. There is no such thing as a job that don't require education or work experiences, but that pays a lot of money. Here, <laughs> a public message on the immigration department website also warned of a recent incident in which Hong Kong residents were suspected to have been lured into Southeast Asian countries. Authorities <laughs> said on Thursday that a task force had been set up to, to look into the case. Into the cases and leads with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Chinese embassies and consulates abroad, and international police organization Interpol. Hopefully, these guys can try to <laughs> set up something to try to fight back these kind of stupid idiotic scams. Because right now, these Hong Kong people are getting tired of these stupid scams taking their family away. That's a problem. When they take their families away, you're screwed at this point. Can't defend yourself. You can't protect yourself. We can't do anything like that. <laughs> once, th- once they're gone, they're gone. Until unless unless they pay a heavy amount of ransom, that's not and it's not great. <laughs> I guess this is kind of good news. Man cleared a cleared a plane glory to Hong Kong on an Urhu without permit as court rules insufficient proof for persecutors. Hey, okay, that's not bad. A Hong Kong man had been cleared of performing a 2019 protest song on a on a Urhu in public, um, in public without a police permit. After a local court ruled that the prosecutors did not produce enough evidence to make their case, the defendant was given five hundred dollars court fees in return. <laughs> Deputy Magistrate Felix Tam on Monday ruled that the prosecutors failed to present sufficient proof. To build a case against 68-year-old Li Jiaxing, who faced one charge of playing, playing musical instruments at the Tumchum Town Center bus terminus on uh, on April 29th without a permit. <laughs> the retired man was said to have performed "Glory to Hong Kong" on the two-string in- Chinese instruments at the bus stop, 
the song released in September 2019 by a group of anonymous composers, has been dubbed the unofficial anthem of the months-long long unrest blocked by, by a proposed amendment to the city's extradition bill. <laughs> Lee pleaded not guilty to defenses last month. The persecution on Monday called one of their four witnesses a senior police constable, surname M, from the Lantau North Division, the officer who had said he arrived at the terminus in plain clothes to handle a noise complaint against a man, whom he later identified as Lee in court. <laughs> According to M, the defendants held a erhu and a bow and had loudspeakers next to him that played the protest song repeatedly. There was also an open erhu case placed in front of Lee with some money inside. The police said mm, and three off three uniform officers later approached Lee and and, and him to present and asked him to present his identity card. The prosecution originally played the footage from a police body camera filled by an ex- auxiliary officer at the scene, but the video was later removed from the evidence list after the deputy magistrate questioned its re- uh, relevance and asked why some parts of the video have not been re- um, redacted. <laughs> the Mandarin-speaking defendants had no legal representative and conducted cross-examination of the prosecution witnesses on his own, with interpretation provided by the West Kowloon Magistrate Court. The retiree asked the police officer which song was played at the scene and the nature of the song, but time instructed the witnesses not to give an answer. <laughs> Saying the question was not relevant to the alleged offense, the case was about was about whether the defendants had obtained approval from the police chief before playing before playing the Erhu in public, and the song and the song that was played did not did not matter. The magistrate said. That means it has nothing to do with politics, Lee said. After he told Tom he understood the court's direction, he also denied all evidence provided by the prosecution. Tom responded by saying that court proceeding in Hong Kong was never influenced by politics. Like, that's, that's kind of debatable. After taking a recess around 20 minutes to, re- to view the persecution cases and evidence presented before him, Tom ruled that the persecution had failed to provide enough Enough proof to support all elements of the charge. Deputy, the deputy magistrate said the court only heard evidence showing Lee had played had played Erhu at the time of the alleged offense, but the prosecutor did not provi- produce evidence indicating whether Lee had secured a permit from the police commissioner to play his musical instruments in public. The defendants, therefore, had no case to answer, Tom said, and ordered Lee to be paid paid five hundred dollars for its legal costs. According to section four fifteen of the summary offense offense uh, offenses ordinance, any person who without lawful lawful authority to or excuse play any musical instruments and in public streets or roads safe saved under under and in accordance with the conditions of a permit from a commission of the police shall be liable of $2,000 fine or imprisonment of three months. <laughs> At least he wasn't, he wasn't in trouble for playing an Urhu because this is an Urhu. It's just kind of ridiculous to have them talk about it in a way. Jimmy Lai. Jimmy Lai to, Jimmy Lai to plead not guilty in the national security cases as Hong Kong, 
That's how a security chief allows Apple Daily access to funds. <laughs> Media tycoon Jamie Lai is set to plead not guilty and stand trial in a national security case as Hong Kong security as Hong Kong security chief granted three companies linked to the defunct pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily access to her frozen funds to hire the legal representative. <laughs> Six other defendants in the case, who were former staff members of Apple Daily and its parent company Next Digital, are set to plead guilty and face sentencing. The group has been persecuted under the Beijing's post national security law and the colonial era sedition law. The defendants pleads and the financial arrangement for the companies were revealed on Monday as part of a case management hearing for which High Court's um, High Court Judge Asfurto lifted report restriction. The 74-year-old Lai faces four charges, including two counts of conspiracy to commit collusion with foreign, foreign countries or external elements, one count of conspiracy to print, publish, sell, offer for sale, distribute, display, and or reproduce seditious publications. <laughs> the six other defendants, former CEO of Next Digital, Chung Kinghom, Apple Day former editor-in-chief Ryan Law, former associate publisher Tang Puiman, former executive editor-in-chief La Manchum, ex-editor-in-chief of an English section, Fung Wai Gong, and ex-editorial writer Young Ting Ki, along with three companies, Apple Daily Limited, Apple Daily Printing Limited, and AD, or Apple Daily Internet Limited, stood accused of a same conspiracy to commit collusion with foreign forces and conspiracy to print seditious publication charges. <laughs> the maximum sentences for, a, for national security charges is life imprisonment, and two years in prison for a first sedition offense. Potential trial dates were discussed during the Monday hearing, which was presided over, over by Toe. High Court Judges Alex Lee and Susanna Mer- Maria de Amada Remedios, uh, no, no date was settled on. The representative for the three companies said that they were yet to secure a barrister for the trial, and that funds were in the process of being paid into solicitor's account after the Secretary for Security granted a license with the company to use the money in a frozen account. Around $18 million worth of assets were seized after lie. Chung and Lam were brought to court in June last year, and the then secretary, then security chief John Lee, told was asked about the availability of the senior counsel Robert Pang, who is set to represent Lai in December. A representative for Lai said that while Pang had other cases to handle during December, the senior counsel would accommodate the national security trial date. The prosecution, represented by Acting Deputy Director of Public Prosecution Special Duties at Anthony Chow, said that the prosecutor's earliest availability was January next year. Lai's <laughs> legal team predicted earlier that the trial would not take place until the end of 2023 or early 2024 in a notice filed to the court. <laughs> I feel like he's going to be stuck in there forever. When I say forever, I mean literally forever. He's going to be stuck in there for the whole entire time. And we'll be right back on a second. Welcome back. We're going to go to our final segment for today. Which is part of our title. 
ex-leader of Hong Kong Tiananmen Vigils Group, Albert Ho, granted bail and national security cases. A former leader of the group that organizes Hong Kong's annual Tiananmen Candlelight Vigils had been granted bail while facing a national security charge. Albert Ho, a former lawmaker and ex and the ex-vice chair of the Hong Kong Alliance to support patriotic democratic movements of China, stand accused of inciting subversion along with the group and two of its former leaders. Ho, wearing a silver jacket and a dress shirt on Monday, appeared at the high court to hear Judge Johnny Chan's decision on his second bail application from last week. Ho's bail conditions include a cash bail of $700,000 and a, and a cert surety from his daughter and sister-in-law. He also must report to the police three times per week, handle over all travel documents, and cannot leave Hong Kong. A 70-year-old former lawmaker has been, banned, has been banned from making any speeches online or through media outlets that could be that could be seen violate national security law. Ho is also prohibited from directly or indirectly con contacting any foreign officials or their staff members for over any matters. <laughs> the High Court judges said that while Ho's health and his desire to seek private medical treatment were not grounds for granting bail, they were factors Ho should consider when deciding whether to commit any further acts that might violate the national security law, which I found out to be ridiculous actually. <laughs> Charged under the national security law last September, Ho has been reprimanded in custody since May last year, when he was sentenced over a protest-related charge. He completed his jail term last month for, for offenses, including those linked to the Bandit 2020 TMN vigils, but, but remained in custody because of the national security charge. Since that, that the time Ho has spent in jail would serve a constant reminder and a warning and a warning to him of what would happen if he were to reoffend. Following the judge announcements of Ho's bail, people in the public gallery cheered, some pumping their fists in the air. <laughs> Don't prove me wrong, and Mr. Chung, the prosecutor, is right. Chen, told, Chen said to Ho before leaving the court. It's sad to see this happen. It's sad to see his freedom being a lot more restricted than I expect to anticipate to be. And I'm hoping that he can one day achieve his own freedom. He can speak up more. Hopefully, he can speak up more in the future, maybe. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcasts. And make sure you tune in on our radio show coming up next week. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Carol, my radio, signing out. Đạp đầy sông núi, anh em ta đạp đầy sông núi Quyết bảo vệ sáng sáng, ta thể chết cho quê hương At host my radio It's on, on every Monday and every Friday At host my radio Welcome to the show, thank you